0: I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on!
1: <laughs> yeah. Why so serious?
0: If you only knew the power of the dark side, I
1: am Iron Man. I love it when a plan comes together. Hey, guys, you are listening to the man show Better Late Than Never, but. I've been sick, so you're lucky you're getting a show at all. I am joined by, not by Cav, but by Nick Connolly, who's returning to the show.
0: That's right. I'm uh, I'm doing a special cameo here on a very special edition of The Man Show. Billy, uh, from the way you've been telling me about your illness, this might be your last Man Show.
1: No, I think I have like eight to 12 months left.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't you talk about that a little bit? So what's been going on?
1: Oh man, so it all started three weeks ago, and um, it was after my grandma's funeral. I just thought I had like a headache from you know being stressed out about the whole being around a dead body thing. And there's, I mean, that's the closest, that's the best known person that died so far in my life. Um, if you discount wrestlers who I felt like familiar with, um, so. I ended up with um, a headache, a headache and uh, and some tinnitus. And then I thought that my headache and my tinnitus was getting better and went out for a jog. Came back from that jog and couldn't breathe. Reported it to 111, which is a non-emergency service here in England. And uh, they said, uh, they finally a doctor called me back seven hours later and said they had to dispatch an ambulance because... Um, breathing with a tight chest, the symptoms of other things, and they needed to dispatch an ambulance out. The ambulance then came back and said that um, based on things that happened with me in terms of reducing. Well, well income, before you do that,
0: how long how long did it take for the ambulance to get there after they said they were going to dispatch it, dispatch it? Four hours. So we're looking at 14 hours since the original reporting of the symptoms. Yeah. Um,
1: so 14 hours <laughs> later, this ambulance come and tell me that um, uh, that, that my breathing has been brought around by anxiety. Um, it's likely that I've been harboring symptoms of the virus, the coronavirus, and that I sh- and um, upon realising it, uh, my anxiety um, caused my breathing to, to worsen. And I said, um, I said, I didn't have any anxiety like prior to that. Um, so which they, um, basically talked to me, talked through things that had been going on with me and decided I did have anyway, long story short, they told me to calm down, re-prescribe my asthma inhaler and ma- make sure I stayed on acid reflux medication because if my acidity mixed in with the, uh, with my, um, with, with any kind of uh, phlegm or anything from, right. from the virus, it would become more of a clogged area, basically. They were just basically saying you don't need acidity on top of aid, uh, making your breathing any worse. Right. So I self-isolated, I didn't have Austin for that weekend. I got to Monday, I actually felt like better with my breathing. All of a sudden, I fall, I fall asleep watching raw. All of a sudden I get woken up while I'm asleep by what feels like a fucking heart attack. And um, <laughs> yep, I, this time I call 999 directly, which is the emergent, urgent emergency uh, people over here. Um, so they, they get to me within 20 minutes this time because they think I'm having a heart attack. And they're not mad at me when they get here when they realise I haven't because they said that what I had was a panic attack based on the sort of... Not texture, but the feeling of my back in terms of the, I, it was it was sweating, but it was a sweat that had um, clamminess to it. I don't know. I'm trying to think if, if clamminess is a word that exists in the states. That's so why. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, what, that's
0: correct. Like, like, kind of like a sticky sweat, you would say, like a thicker sweat.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, like more gluish. And um, they said, so this this is a this is a panic attack. And a panic attack would feel exactly the same as a heart attack. But it's best we need to get to the bottom of what's causing this um, this panic and dread. And I was like, well, this is what they said to me the other day. They said your your anxiety, um, your existing anxiety on top of realising you had the virus, um, worsened your breathing. Whereas you were previously carried in, carrying what would have been mild symptoms of the virus have now been like, turned into worse symptoms through the anxiety. So I said to the ambassadors, I went, This is what they said to me the other day. They said like you're anxiety you guilt suffering from anxiety, but I, I don't think I am because I think I've dealt with worse things in my life that made me more anxious, giving the example of uh, when I was in court over Austin and I was fucking angry every day. So they went, Yeah, sometimes like your body your brain and your body are doing two different things like your body will just do what it thinks what it thinks it wants to do but regardless but these guys really wanted to sort of because was the second time that an ambulance had been out and done an ecg they really wanted to run through what was causing it so right
0: they they, basically they didn't want to come out again so
1: once so once i spoke to them they were like um you know we addressed the whole thing that my grandma died and that my income had been basically shut down um i'd come back to my dad's to live here during the quarantine so i didn't have to pay that dickhead landlord any more rent um we had wrestlemania cancelled obviously at which point they just like stopped me and says well this is more than (laughs) enough to 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 warrant the attack i was like yeah i know but i said but again just means to reiterate my point which i said to them i said i've been more pissed off than this before about other things i was like for some reason, I was like this. I have not felt angry about this. I think, I think as soon as um, Trump announced that the US uh, was were locking down the borders from from Europe, I think he was pretty much the writing was on the wall for all of this stuff to happen. Right. And uh, and you know, but I mean, gradually, I think my income went on the ninth. Um, I think Trump. Basically shut down the chances of us getting over there on the 14th. I think WrestleMania was officially moved on the the week on on the on a, on that same day, actually the 20th. I think so. It was it was all this stuff at the same time, but after so after that, uh, they contact my uh, doctor. They say, I have to phone my doctor tomorrow morning and report this and see what she can do. So instantly she goes, she's got notes there already because in the UK all our medical history is like passed around. And then she passes, she puts me on an antidepressant, which I called you about and said I don't want to go on this thing. And right. um, so the, the the breathing and everything is subsiding anyway. Nothing to do with the antidepressant at all because it takes three days for it to get the pre- prescription to get processed and whatever. So I start this thing. But I'm now getting up to the point where my headache and my tinnitus is the last two remaining things. Uh, and, and also, like, a really stiff and painful neck and um these things have now lasted for nearly a month it'll be a month on friday and during this time about three days ago i tried to clean my ears out just thinking do you know what what if this is all like completely like utterly separate what if the headaches are like stress induced or even down to me straining my eyes because at the moment like i'm not wearing um contact lenses or glasses at at the moment because I have a, um, a moisture problem with my eyes. They're very dry. Right. And um, so I said, like, just sit it out. Just like you don't need to. There's nothing essential to like look at or read um, unless I need to like, do articles or whatever, which is minimal at the moment because it's no sport. So um, I thought maybe everything's unrelated. So I'm going to try and like clean my ears. This could just be like a massive coincidence. The fluid to clean my ears, like first time it was fine. The second time it gets stuck in my, <laughs> in my left ear. And I cannot get this fucking shit out at all. So my hearing is completely gone in my in my left ear. Other than the only thing I can hear is the sound of that
0: shit in my ear. Yeah, so, like like just like liquid in your ear, basically, is what you can hear.
1: Yeah, so I have to just clog it with cotton wool. Otherwise, I can hear the, otherwise I can hear the liquid, and it just ruins what I can hear in a good ear. So I just clog that with cotton wool. And oh I tell man. Tell the doctor about it. And she tells me, "Oh right, okay, so don't use that anymore. Just start putting like straight up olive oil into your ear." Um, she said to me, "Like just um, just just pour it in, uh, put a tablespoon in, and just put the tables, pour the tablespoon in your ear, and just lean, and then uh, just leave it there. I'm not even to wash it out anymore, just just to leave it there Ugh. and let it like undissolved because they said uh, we can't get anybody to syringe you." Because uh, it, it like breaks social distance, and like nobody will do that. So I was just at this point. I was like, well, no, like I need to, I need to like do something. You need to do something more. Now. I said, I've had a headache for three weeks. I said, and now I've got this tinnitus, and so now I can't hear it out of one ear. And I said, "And all you've given me is an antidepressant, And I said, I don't feel depressed. I don't feel anxious <laughs> about anything other than like nobody telling me what's going on. She went, well, if I could give you a neurological referral based on like what you're saying, she, said, I would. But he said there's no referrals, there's no neurological referrals, um, there's no referrals for for anything at the moment at all. But he said like um, breast cancer patients and and all and everybody else is all in the same boat as you. Uh, there's no screenings or anything. So not to say that like she thinks I have anything because I asked right. questions about. Well what, well, what if I've got this or that? And she was like going, well, it's highly unlikely that you have these things. Um, brain tumours and stuff as well. I was like, and, and I ended up on meningitis, brain tumour, uh, multiple sclerosis, all these like things, because I'm also like sporadically like losing feeling in my hands as well, hands and, and feet. Um, circulation is pretty poor at the moment, which is also something that can be caused by stress and anxiety. The thing that I refuse to acknowledge that I have so um so yeah so she finally like caves in and goes okay we'll give you we will let you have a blood test tomorrow at 9 20 and see if we can see anything going on from there which I had to like fucking fight for so I go to the nurse and then this morning I have the blood test and before she does it I say look before you give me the blood test I was like I'm telling you now I'm gonna go to A&E I said are they gonna do another blood test straight away is it even worth you doing it so and she goes what are you gonna go to A&E for today I was like because I can't hear it out of one of my ears, she goes, "Let me have a look at it for you and see if it's see if actually is blocked." So she looks in one ear, and she says, "That one's clear," and she said, "That one is completely blocked." Right. So she goes, "Is the tinnitus in both ears?" I was like, "I no longer even know if the complete cleaning of the other ear has got rid of the tinnitus or re- or significantly reduced it, because I can now only tell that it's coming out of one ear because the because when it's uncut when it's uncovered by cotton it's so loud that it now overtakes anything else that's there because before it was like I had to knit this, but I put on a podcast next to my bed yeah or, some, or, or, or like all like you porn or, or porn hub or whatever like
0: oh what a way to I go was, to sleep listen to some porn right
1: well it's not really there at night like at night I I've since I was about um 12 years old I've always fallen asleep watching TV right but in but in but it turns itself up so in the morning like i don't really i don't really like looking around to see where i like you know feeling around my ass to see where the remote is and you know the the two remotes like turn the tv on and and then turn the playstation on and let it load and all that shit. It's like five minutes before you can watch something. And then by the time you decided what, so podcasts, I've got loads lined up. So I always just go to a podcast and it's like always to just get to drown out the sound. And right. Basically more or less, I've been forgetting the only the thing that's been bothering me is the sheer fact that the headache and the, uh, the tinnitus even exists. Not that I've not been able to control the symptoms because this has always gone away with like with two painkillers. Right, and that pretty much just, uh, controls it for the entire day. Right. I just don't like the fact that we're getting it every day. And the only thing that was said to me, which was by you, when you said you went out with that girl that had migraines every day, because um, I pretty yeah. much thought if you had it, if you had a headache for like more than a
0: month, it was a you had a serious health condition. No, she had migraines. Or I did, I serious I this is not a joke. I had to break up with her because I know this sounds terrible, but I had to break up with her because she literally three hours a day would have to just sit in a dark room and uh and you couldn't interact with her it was just it was horrible and i just you know i wasn't in a place in my life where i the the relationship was that serious that i wanted to stick around for that so why did you, I, you have know. sex with her in the dark dude she couldn't you you had to have the lights off you couldn't make any noise she like it was just miserable and she was in so much pain i mean i feel bad i felt bad for her but it was just like yeah, i had other things to do
1: yeah, see, my headaches are, are, are not painful at all. Like it's just like a dull ache in the middle of my head. So, or like just sorry, quite low actually. So low to the point like earlier on when I was saying to you like it could be my eyes. Like I mean maybe yeah. I've, like, maybe my eyes are strained. But the thing is is that I'm not I'm, I'm not sure either way because uh, today I tried to like go about um, wearing my like glasses or lenses as and uh, what happened was is that. Um, all I noticed was that I wasn't straining anymore because I said, maybe I've like just squinted my eyes so much, but the squint was gone, but the pain. The, the, well, the,
0: it, I mean, if the muscles weren't worn out, then it's going to last for even after you, you fix the problem. It's going to, you're still going to have some pain there for a few days. Yeah. So, I mean, I just taking whatever
1: I can. I took the blood test. I took a full eye health check, which is going to happen on Thursday. So I'm going to get a full, like, Um, assessment of my eyes I'm going to get a blood test which is going to be like a full assessment of my body I know it's not like a cranial pressure check or an MRI or any of that but I will have a better idea like if my blood's come out fine then I mean I should be fine from like the big stuff
0: right yeah I I. I. I, to be honest dude I think you're going to be fine I think they're just going to say I think you have like five unrelated uh, syndromes that are going on your earwax Eye strain, maybe a touch of coronavirus, and uh, you have nothing to do. You're just sitting around all day thinking about it. So,
1: well, the coronavirus is longer. I don't think I, I'm not. I'm not symptomatic of that anymore at all. Right. Um, otherwise, I would never have like seen Austin again. Even if it was WrestleMania, it would have been like, I mean, wrestle. We could have been like, oh, you've got to stay away from like me. Like, we can come and stay over, but I mean, Austin likes to like.
0: Yeah, he likes like, to wrestle with you, and you know. Well, yeah, even, even that. Even likes to even
1: sleep in my bed, like to in when and watch stuff and fall asleep here, um, right. which I've actually not let him do um, up until this weekend. So bear in mind, I self isolated on the um, from March the twenty-first up to WrestleMania, up to so it was April of thirty came back. Uh, so I self isolated that whole time. I still didn't let him sleep in my bed at all until this weekend has just gone by when the when the the virus symptoms are just well, well gone. Uh, Right. So almost three weeks I waited instead. So,
0: well, that's quite the saga, dude. But, you know, at the end of all of it, I think you're going to be fine. I don't think you're going to have a I mean, anything serious going on um but one thing that some major news that did come out um that is very serious the state of florida has deemed wwe to be an essential business so at least we know that they're working hard the heroes down in florida to uh keep uh the rings filled with uh superstars see
1: it's a weird one like because i don't know how i feel about this because there's a lot of Guys that we hate on the on the internet who are influential in reducing the exposure that our site got, uh, who are now phoning up Orange County and doing investigations into this, that, and the other. Like, and, and they're basically—it's weird because they cover the WWE and they're also trying to get the story on how this is allowed, how this is allowed, and whatnot, and are basically insinuating. From what I can see, here
0: it is. Well, it's not just that. <laughs> the anymore, Billy. NBC and CNN and and CBS are all covering it now too. But go ahead. Yeah, the, the
1: Linda Linda McMahon um, managed to make it to here. Is Linda McMahon, wife of WWE CEO Vince uh, Vince McMahon, um, and former president of the United States cabinet member, cabinet minister member announces her president of the United States super PAC, whatever that is will spend 18 and a half million dollars in Tampa and Orlando
0: right yeah she's giving money to basically Republicans she's bribing them and you know yeah I'm the, the w Donald Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame and governor DeSantis is a big Donald Trump guy and they were uh they're all you know, in cahoots with each other.
1: But that's an actual announcement that they made um, immediately. So, government amends. Uh, uh, Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis in yeah. his executive order for essential services. After speaking with the President of the United States, uh, he amends the order on the ninth to include professional sports and media production. Um, and then on the 9th, Linda McMahon makes that announcement. Right. And then on the 10th, McMahon says he's decided to resume all live TV. Right. But would the way the announcement was made, that would mean that the UFC don't need to go and find an Indian reservation anymore. Correct. And AEW and, and even the fucking Orlando Magic NBA team,
0: everybody can start playing for their essential services. Correct. That's, that's what it seems like to me. But nobody else, I mean, maybe UFC, but AEW and NBA aren't going to uh, resume business as usual because they're not run by soulless maniacs. So,
1: Well, I mean, they can't play
0: their league games anyway while the rest of the league is out. So, Right, that's, yeah, that's true. But, they, I mean, I was reading somewhere that they're thinking about uh, starting the baseball season in Arizona without any fans because Arizona has had relatively – low number of um of positive diagnoses and but even that plan is, is still up in the air i mean there's nothing solidly the only thing that is still operating at this point is the wwe they're really going for the only game in town kind of thing and they are getting play on fox sports and espn i mean espn is playing wwe all the time now
1: but i'm not playing this version of wwe either they're still play, just playing old stuff
0: they're still playing old stuff, but um, I mean, I guess it's better to watch old wrestling than watch old baseball or old basketball. I guess old wrestling is is easier to uh, jump into because there's nothing at stake.
1: It's very confusing to me about these guys that cover the wrestling like they do this for a living. But the negativity that they that they cover it with almost seems like they want to put themselves out of work it doesn't really make any sense
0: well doesn't it i mean doesn't it reflect the fan base though isn't this what the fan base is like all the fans are too cool for the wwe wwe's a bunch of racists all that shit all the time i mean look at the jerry lawler thing i mean that was not even close to being the worst thing i've heard on television this week and uh and everybody's up in arms about it they all want to complain about it and everybody loves the indies and all of this shit. But they don't understand that the only money in wrestling that that anybody makes is in the WWE. Nobody else makes money in wrestling. They're the only company. AEW doesn't even make money in wrestling. It's being funded by a billionaire. It's just, it's you know it, it basically is hobby. It's something for uh, Khan's kid to do. Whatever the father's name is. Um, right. So it's that that was the same thing that Dixie Carter was doing with Impact. You know, she was billionaire's daughter. Something for her to do. Uh, the only company that makes money in wrestling is WWE. And, uh, it's just, it's these people, they don't understand that they're, that they're attacking the cash cow, but I guess it gets, it gets them eyeballs because that's what the fans are asking for.
1: I pulled some of these tweets. So let me read you these, these guys. Um, I'm not going to even name them. I don't want to give them any attention, but I'm going to just read their tweets. Um, so-and-so and and I pieced together this timeline regarding WWE Oh, April 9th, uh, DeSantis qualifies WWE's essential. Same day, Linda McMahon's re-elect Trump super PAC commits 18.5 million dollars to Florida. 10th of April, McMahon reportedly made a decision to take life. Um, it's worth noting that this is another guy. It's worth noting that the executive order does not apply to WWE. It applies to not just applies to WWE. It applies to AEW. It applies to any pro sport or entertainment entity with a national audience. The Orlando Magic could have a scrimmage tomorrow if they wanted to, but most are choosing not to. Um, So-and-so here. Telling at my News 13 on April 13th, someone called to say they would be taping at the location that evening, but Governor Ron Santos' April 9th memo already deemed those businesses essential at WWE resume live shows on Monday. Um, so and so's updates as a different person. WWE continues shows in Florida. Orange County directs critics to governor. ROH and MLW statements to. Uh, no, this is not relevant. Uh, NXT Full Sail Wednesday. Linda McMahon led super PAC. Um, and here we go. Here's a guy that really hates them but works in wrestling. Uh, she was not able to tell me the dates because that would have been part of the request but based on it being from March 1st onwards, she said before she saw there's no reports and and if she wanted the reports, there were enough calls, I'd have to pay fees. But that became moot. Uh, just, just called, this is one of the, these are what they're like. Just called Orange County, Florida Sheriff's Unit as they only take record requests over the phone. While my request for records of the calls to the WWPC is queued up behind other pending requests, I was told I'll be getting a list since no reports are written up. What a fucking hero. Um, he called the police on the WWE. Mm-hmm. And, he, and his job is to write about wrestling. Um,
0: and and from- you know, it's funny. And all these guys will do this until uh, one of them will get a job with the WWE. And then all of a sudden he, he like, you know, worships the ground that they walk on, you know. Uh, From
1: Florida, Ron DeSantis, COVID-19 briefing earlier. Uh, After one more question, warning went out. A reporter started asking about WWE. He he interrupted and gave a rambling answer that was mostly rooted in how little content the general public has to watch right now. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm guessing this will come up more tonight, but what does everyone think of Jimmy Snooker's claim in his book that Vincent Mann entered the police station with a briefcase and left without it? On one hand, it's Snooker. On the other hand, that's not exactly a self-serving thing to say. Um, hey, remember when the slam dunk murder charges were dismissed against Jimmy Snooker due to the lack of competence, competency to stand trial? He died yeah, days yeah. later, and this was the yeah. WWE's video package about his death. So now they're just really harping back to just, just digging up anything negative that they can find.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. The WWE sucks on so many levels, and this is not the right thing to do. But these guys are, you know,
1: is there so much more about it now? This has gone down this route because obviously Snooker's on Vice tonight. But tonight, hear about the time that WWE's top baby face very obviously killed his girlfriend with all the evidence pointing to him and how the murder case mysteriously vanished without anyone doing anything for 30 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, Vince's Vince's original argument for the Snooker case was, well, he doesn't speak English. How could he have killed her? So but I mean, this is all old shit. This is all stuff we all already know. I I just don't understand why they even bring it up. Dave Meltzer, he's he's he's
1: basically telling you he does not give a shit about your life. He does not give a shit about you.
0: Yeah, but But we already knew that. But Meltzer will always be added to the calls anyway. Of course he will, but they already everybody already knew all that, dude. The guy, I mean, Owen Hart. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy. But one thing that Karma has gotten back on Vince McMahon, though, is that his uh, second attempt at the XFL has has met its demise. Yeah, and I think that's it. That will be it now. Yeah, I mean, they filed for bankruptcy.
1: It's weird because this. This time, there was a lot more good said about the F- XFL than than the time before. It seemed like that they were doing it better, and they they had the right people on uh, involved this time. Yep, but it just might just be fucking jinxed. I, like, I would I would say so, man.
0: I mean that <laughs> that's that's some like bad luck for what's happened. I mean, just for everybody, but at least they got to play a full season the first time this time five games and that was it man do, do, do i mean do you think
1: this has been declared bankrupt to try and save some
0: money for wwe in case they need it absolutely so I, I i read a whole analysis on it that made a lot of sense to me so mcmahon basically allocated half a billion dollars to the xfl um and he's really worried that wwe is going to so he's really worried that WWE is going to. A lot of investors are going to pull out, and the stock price is going to tank. Um, and he's not going to have the capital to keep the WWE afloat. So he had two choices: he could either continue to fund the XFL and wait till next season and, and continue to roll the dice on that, or he could. Uh, which, which, by the way, there's no guarantee that it would come back, even with with what's going on with this virus. We might still be in the same position one year from now with no sports. I'm not saying that that's likely the case, but it's a possibility. Uh, And, or he could take that money, declare bankruptcy for the XFL, not pay back any of his creditors, sell the, sell the organization to some liquidator, and then have the money as a backup for the WWE to subsidize it and keep it afloat in the next, however long, uh, you know, near future where they're not getting any ticket sales they're They've already been paid on their TV deals. They're not going to get any new money on that. Um, and nobody's subscribing to the WWE network. so there's no potential for growth right now for them. one one of the things that's
1: frustrating about this whole thing, this whole so-called pandemic. we'll talk about that later as well. Um, is the uh, is the fact that the timelines are all over the place. We're talking about places reopening and shutting their lockdowns.
0: I'm getting a phone call right now. Let's turn that off. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, we're talking about companies and places shutting down their lockdown in in three weeks and um, and reopening um, gradually and um, returning to normal within four to six weeks. And then we're talking about um, things as far-fetched as 2022, which is insane. Um, I don't even know... Where to sit with it because initially when i heard that uh trump say that we may not be able to return to stadiums um or actually he, he didn't say it in a negative way said it in a positive way and say we should be able to return to stadiums by august or september even i thought that was pretty far fetched from where he was at easter sunday we're going to reopen the whole of america right? right right but i don't even understand where we're at because who's going to make the final call on this when they are so they are people are 18 months apart on this thing in terms of when we're going to when everything's going to be back to normal like that's not
0: even close yeah dude it's all over the place i think that what's going to happen is we'll start to reopen places and then if Nobody gets sick again, then we'll be all right. But if there's a second wave of infections, then they got to shut shit down again. And I don't know what's better to just wait it out or do the start stop thing. You know, over here, Cuomo and all the governors of Rhode Island, Delaware, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Connecticut are all working on a plan to start to gradually reopen stuff because the president doesn't have a plan at all. And then the president's going on TV and saying, oh, I have absolute authority. Uh, I can do whatever I want. I'll tell you when you reopen. I'm going to be the one who calls that the governors don't have any choice. And then Cuomo's getting on TV and saying, he's not a king. That's a constitutional crisis and an act of war. And we don't want to have a civil war with the gov- with the president. I mean, that's the second time Cuomo's brought up a civil war. I mean, what the fuck is going on, dude? Uh, uh,
1: I'm not understanding this this part of it, right? Because in terms of the virus itself, it's commonly been reported that it can be asymptomatic, asymptomatic for 30 days, yeah, at at the most. So, if you have it on the on the 28th or 29th or 30th day or whatever, it will come, it will come around, or you don't have it. I mean, these these are probably not everybody's body's different, so this probably isn't 100% accurate. But I mean, it's got to be. percent accurate because it's it's coming from the World Health Organization who have probably done tests on it So we have that one figure that the the virus can you can have it, but you can be asymptomatic for 30 days Then you can once it it begins uh, Or it starts to affect you. It can only it can the outcome will be resolved within 14 days So whether you beat it quicker than that or you die you'll be dead or recovered within 14 days is the full period of of when it's in effect, right? Right. right. So you can carry this thing around at a maximum from the day you got it to the day you beat it off and survive. If you take it to the fullest extent and it takes you in your asymptomatic for the maximum term and you
0: have it for the maximum time, that's six weeks. So So listen to this. So today it came out, the CDC is saying that you can have that people are still testing positive 30 days after they've recovered. My sister is tested, is still testing positive 23 days after her first test. But the test so, is supposed to do that because the test was supposed to tell you who's had coronavirus. No, no, they're saying this is the test who's had, so this is the test that's actually looking for virus DNA in your nose. So they're still finding virus in your nose 30 days after you've recovered. So that means you can still spread the illness 30 days after you've gotten over it. So now they're saying that. So what the doctor was saying now is maybe you never get rid of it. Maybe you just, you become a carrier for life and you can just continue to spread it. They don't know. That's the new, the new thing.
1: Okay. Well, that's a different concern then. Uh, and then maybe that's even less reason than to have a shutdown because maybe the whole herd immunity thing has to, becomes an inevitability then at that point be seen as we can't just shut down for a whole year there's got to be a point where we say right it's just going to destroy the world if we if we if we let this go we cannot rebuild an economy from like scratch um right right. it doesn't make any sense so i mean if that's the case but originally if we go by the original findings there's then there would be no way that, that we should have been locked down for more than six weeks because the first if the person got it one day before that, like state or here in the UK, it was the 20th of uh, March. So if somebody contracted the virus on the 19th of, of March, which was right. the last day before the lockdown, then they would catch it with inside this six week window and, and would have it dealt with within this window. So when we come out of lockdown, if it was to be in another three weeks in the future, then all of the people that contracted the virus before lockdown wouldn't have it and we'd only be dealing with very few people that didn't play by the rules or were key workers that
0: caught it during the lockdown and the hospitals would deal with that comfortably so we should right be except able to but, work except it except that we're going to have they're saying that 70% of people are asymptomatic so then we're going to have people that don't even know they have it spreading it all over again the problem the problem is we just don't know enough about the virus we don't know how it spreads exactly We don't know how long people can carry it for. We don't know how contagious it is if you're asymptomatic. We're not even, I mean, they're not even sure 100% how it's spread. They're they're 99% sure, but they're still saying, oh, maybe six feet's not even far enough away. And I just saw something that blew my mind as we were speaking. The Washington Post is now reporting that the virus likely came out of a laboratory in China.
1: Yeah, I saw that earlier.
0: Well, what do you think about that? That's what I said all along. Remember, that was my theory from the start. Hang on. Let me, let me breeze through this uh, thing right here. State Department cables warned of safety issues at Wuhan lab studying bad coronavirus uh, concerns. So in 2018, the U.S. State Department was concerned that the Wuhan Institute of Virology um, had become a top virus uh study uh, facility in China that was studying SARS. okay so it's saying that in this that this laboratory was studying the virus to look at uh, studying coronaviruses to look at possible future pandemics because of SARS and that it's likely that they were studying a new coronavirus, this one that we have now and it got out of the laboratory because the State Department was saying as far back as 2018 these guys didn't know what they were doing and there were a bunch of amateurs who didn't understand how to keep this stuff properly contained that's crazy Um,
1: that's not quite what I said I I thought that China had released this virus on purpose um, as a as a biological weapon. Um,
0: Listen, dude you never you never give to malice what you can give to incompetence. People are far stupider than they are bad.
1: So, so I mean, just I I don't understand how you accidentally release a virus though.
0: So if they were studying it and the guy didn't take the proper safety protocols and then went home with the virus on like. His clothing, he could have given it to everybody on his commute home if he was taking the train. Okay. That's crazy. So that that disregards the, um, the, the food markets then? They're saying that there were no bats sold in that food market, and this virus definitely came from bats. Yeah, the first cable, a cable is a diplomatic... Basically, an email. The first cable, which I obtained, also warned that the lab's work on bat coronaviruses and their potential human transmission represented a new SARS-like pandemic. That's from two
1: thousand eighteen. It's like bats. Bats have been carrying around the virus all this time. Then why? Why is the virus only coming around recently? I mean, bats have been around for forever. Do you, do you, do you specifically need to eat the bats to?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just that people. So these viruses have probably been in nature for millions of years, different strains of viruses. But then we cut down, you know, a forest and build a housing development. And these bats that used to eat the bugs in that forest are now flying around people's backyards and dropping virus. And I mean, that's what happened in Africa with HIV. That's what happened uh, with swine flu and all these other flus we go into natural habitats and build houses and developments and malls. And you know, the viruses just jump from the animals into humans. I mean, if this let's look at it this way, if this happened 50,000 years ago, right. And it just happened to 35 people in China, then those 35 people would have gotten the virus. There's no airplanes, there's no trains, there are no cars. They just would have got the virus in this little village. And, That would have been it. And it would have moved on and the virus wouldn't have spread. But we live in a world where people are flying from China to the United States, to England, to every country in the world every day. Thousands of people. And that's how these viruses spread. If we didn't have international travel the way we do, then this would have been contained in the area where it happened. But we have international travel.
1: That's the thing. Like when where is international travel sit on this schedule of? Um, when they're going to, you know, when they start reopening and redoing things that, and getting back to normal, when's, when's international uh, travel fit into the normal cycle?
0: I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, you tell me, is I mean, there, it's, it sounds, feel like it could be very last. Yeah, I would say it should be. I mean, the, uh, it's kind of, Donald Trump has always been obsessed with closing the border, but he kind of has a, a good reason to right now. He should have waited till now. I mean, there should be no reason why we should have international travel until this is really, you know, put out. Uh, you tell me. I mean, the Europe ban is still in effect, right? I, I know the Asia ban is still in effect.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the weird thing was is that when my WrestleMania trip got canceled, there was a way. There was a way for me to still get there. I mean, they were flying me around. Uh, five stops and and trying to get me to trying to get me to the US through there. I think the last trip was uh, Washington to Orlando. Okay. So the travel well, were they going to fly
0: you into Canada probably first?
1: I have no idea. But the weird thing was is that the travel ban only exists from coming in. Obviously, only exists when it comes to coming in from Europe.
0: Right.
1: Um, I don't think the ban is on passports or wherever which is weird because it's just stupid because then people can find a way if they really wanted to get into a country desperately they'll find a way in um i mean that was just according to united in terms of them fulfilling their obligation and not having to legally give me a refund i mean you saw all the
0: documentation oh man it's crazy
1: yeah where uh i figured if you it was it was a country ban in terms of English people can't now come to the U.S., um, but apparently you can come from England and uh, and still get into the U.S. as long as you don't come from England.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that sense. no, I I get what you're saying. Like you can, if you're English, you can get into the United States as long as it's your port of of uh, departure is not England. So if you are coming in from Canada, that should be okay. Yeah. Is well, that, is, is that what you're saying?
1: Well, yeah, I don't I didn't actually check where I mean, they were, they were sending me to Washington and then they were sending me to Florida. I mean, my thing said London and then it had a whole load of like stops in the middle. And, and then it had uh, Washington to Florida was the last bit. That's all it said on there. Um, right. I knew my starting point was London. I didn't even bother looking, because so I was never going to get on it. But right. um, the point is, is that when you get to the boat, I didn't even. I mean, I imagine United know what they're talking about, I would assume, but I just feel like when you get to the border and they'd be like, where have you come from? I'd be like, well, I started in England 14 hours ago and now I'm here. Right. And they would be like, well, you're coming from, I mean, why would they not say you're coming from a banned nation? It just
0: doesn't make any sense, does it? No, I, I mean, the whole thing is crazy, but who knows what the actual legalities are with this. I'm reading online right now, um, yeah, the, the only people who can come into the U.S. right now are U.S. citizens. So if you're coming from China or um, Europe, you have to be a U.S. citizen to get back into the U.S. But they don't specifically say anything about, like, India or any places like that. So I don't know. It's just China and Europe. With, with him in charge,
1: I don't know how long can really carry on i mean he's going to run out of patience with it as, as, as long as the economy continues to to fall yeah I mean, and, it, he, and, it, and, it, and it, it is ultimately his decision over the governors of each
0: individual state i mean yes it is his decision i mean as far as international travel goes he has complete authority to do that but You know, if he says one thing and then the governor says another thing, that's going to be a real big question mark on who's actually in charge. Like if he if he orders the governors to reopen the states, what is he going to do? Send the army like if they disobey the order. Uh, But it's going to be a state by
1: state, state by state call in terms of I mean, he can dictate that. um, He wants the country open, but obviously uh, he can give the. What am I trying to say here? He can give the um, sort of suggestion that he wants to open right? in terms of that's his preference, in terms he wants the country opened up wherever. Right. That's his advice. That's his advice to the governors. But he can also um, prefix that by saying that. But um, it's on a state by state basis in terms of you need to pass judgment on the on the condition of your own state in terms of cases and deaths. Now, right if that was said to arizona for example then they could immediately open in the next couple of weeks right but if you're looking at new york and new jersey then no way like it's going to be at least another three weeks at least
0: what what are what are your current statistics how many people are supposedly having the virus well they're way off because and, and here's why so
1: i had the i had what they believed to be the coronavirus right and they told me that i didn't need to have a test because the only thing they would tell me to do at the hospital is to self-quarantine and the only place doing the test was the hospital so by coming to hospital i would be You'd get around worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah i would be around patients that would make it worse um or, or you would if catch I didn't it have, yeah if i didn't have it at all i would catch it so they would they were encouraging me not to go plus they told me there was nothing that the hospital could do with me so it, there's there was there was basically no point finding out it was right. just a, it was right. just purely out of curiosity i was risking my life out of curiosity so they totally persuaded me not to come to the hospital to get tested so we we're not testing anybody unless they're close to like you know really in big trouble and right. they need to be in a hospital and they need to have a hospital bed or will be closely monitored. So that's why at the moment it says that we have 93,000 cases and confirmed cases and 12,000 deaths, which is 13% of people dying from this, according to our stats. But it's 13% of people who are in the hospital. Right. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. People, it's the elderly and people with underlying health conditions, um, or people that are seriously affected by the virus that they are taking. So, 13% of people with underlying health conditions, I would say, are dying. Zero percent of people who are healthy are dying, and zero percent right. yeah. of healthy people, like or people like me, are not accounted for in these confirmed cases, which would probably be bi- right. Bi- Excuse um, the numbers. Bi- Excuse
0: bi- the numbers. Way worse. Make makes them look way worse than they actually are
1: yeah i mean that's and even here like we we've we've got a weird unaccounted number of recoveries because everywhere else in the world is telling you how many people have recovered and um we don't have any recovery number i mean confirmed around the world at the moment is two million and there's 125 one hundred and twenty five thousand deaths that's a lot of people
0: man so I, what what are your thoughts on these uh, doctors over here putting COVID down who are saying it's definitely not COVID on the death certificates? I have my own theory, but I want to hear what your theory is.
1: My theory is, well, I mean, a lot of people, are, uh, there's a lot of stuff going around saying that they're encouraged to do that. I think to justify the fact that it's a pandemic. I don't understand why, because that's just going to there's going to be people that speak out about that who are moral who feel morally obligated and they and they are doing that Uh, whether they're doing that to make themselves famous or not and whether it's true that's the part that i'm confusing confused about because they are essentially killing off their career and their income by by speaking out and but the thing is there's no way that if this was true that people wouldn't have the, the, the authorities wouldn't have accounted for that they wouldn't they wouldn't they could not have gone up to people and said we want you to put down more covid deaths and we'll lose that, or you'll lose your job it's not going to be like that but it could be a case of the instruction could be as simple as if they have symptoms of covid it's covid so they right. that's what you get a screwed line of uh, covid deaths versus covid symptoms in terms of did you die with coronavirus or did you die of coronavirus is a completely right. different thing. Um, and that's where it's all getting fucked up, because um, the deaths of 2019 and the deaths of 2020 are pretty much exactly the same. In fact, 2020 has less deaths than 2019. And then there's the claims that, we're, yeah, but we totally eradicated the flu through encouraged, through encouraging people to wash their hands and social distance social distance it. i'd be like um it's just ridiculous to insinuate that they're claiming that they eliminated flu like well they empire. also but
0: they eliminated a lot of auto accidents and and crime and workplace accidents i mean there are there's a lot less chance to get killed in your house than there is outside your house
1: yeah that's true but like even even, even with these these numbers that are, are coming out as well it's uh it's 900 was our highest day and we have 1200 hospitals in the uk therefore right. the only three quarters of the hospitals in the country per day are reporting a covid death so 25 right. percent of hospitals every day don't even have the covid death but So 75 percent of hospitals are reporting one death, which is likely to be to an, old, an elderly person or, right. or a underlying health condition. Therefore, to me,
0: that number does not still does not spell a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it's the, 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 the reason it's a pandemic, the, what a pandemic means is that it's, it's a disease that has spread through the entire globe. So it's it's spread from Wuhan and every country in the world has it now. That's why it's a pandemic. Um, And it's a it's a problem because scientists don't know anything about it. It's like, you know, it's completely new to them. They don't know how to treat it. They don't know what how how it spreads. You know, it was it was a completely new phenomenon for them over here. I think the reason why they're fudging the numbers a little bit on the deaths is because uh, I was speaking to um, my wife, who's a physician and she has a lot of friends who are currently, she's not currently working because she's. we just had the baby, but she has a lot of friends who are working in hospitals and they are saying it's pretty bad. But what they're saying is the hospitals are almost broke. Like the major hospital system, one of the major hospital systems here in New York told its doctors, we, are, we have no money, we're virtually bankrupt and we're going to need you to work seven days a week, 12 hour shifts for uh, no extra pay. So we're not gonna increase your pay. And in fact, you may get a 25% pay cut. Um, because they're just, they have no money. They, they, all this in, they're all getting inundated with all these patients and they don't have any way to get paid for it because the government said that they can't charge for these. But if there's a COVID death and they can say it was a COVID case, they can get a little bit of money from the government to keep the hospital going. So I think that's why they're saying like, oh, if they have symptoms, even if it's not verified, just put it down just to get a little bit of, because the government said they will pay for COVID, but you know, people are going in to the hospital to get checked for COVID, but only what, 20% of the people who are getting checked have the virus. So that means 80% of the testing and 80% of all of that, they're not going to get paid for. They're not going to get any money from the government for all of those, all those hours of wasted testing and, and doctor checkups and, all these you know, people that are just coming to the hospital and, and wasting resources, all the PPE equipment and all that stuff. So they're just trying to make as much money as possible. Most hospitals make their money on like knee replacements and hip replacements and eye surgeries and, you know, liposuction and all shit like that. So all that's canceled. So, I mean,
1: when you're looking at that situation and looking at the hospitals and like you just said, in terms of um, them losing money, um, how much money can they afford to lose before? That's that's the thing. It, this whole situation is a big bubble, which is just like fucking filling up all the time. And it's like, it has to burst. Like, eventually you're going to have to say, look, um, people are going to have to die because otherwise there's not going to be a, wor- a, a world left for them to live in. right that's that's gonna have to ultimately be the call i mean maybe this lockdown had to be attempted for morality reasons in terms of reducing the number of deaths as best that we can but eventually like the world should just live the world just needs to continue on and obviously that's unfortunate like if all of a sudden i'm speaking here and i realize i'm susceptible to it or my son's susceptible to it or my dad's susceptible to it. But the thing is, that's going to be the situation for for people. Um, And I don't think anybody is going to not understand if all of a sudden we just open up. Like, at first, I looked at people that were saying that and Trump's comments and everything, and it was like, it was crazy and it was stupid and he underestimated it and they played it all wrong and there was a way to stop this. I mean, New Zealand is the the benchmark in terms of how it should have been handled, but it's not been handled like that. We're looking at everything after the fact, as we always are with, with Trump, no matter how he spins it. Um, and Boris, he fucked it up as well. And he <laughs> had to pretend that he was sick to take himself out of the firing line. Um, but do you, do you really think he, he faked it? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, the, the accusations actually been made by the opposing party as well. Wow. So I mean, It just the the timeline of it wasn't wasn't right in terms of how quickly he just all just went through ICU to doing a press conference and being okay with it. He basically was in there for the peak of our deaths. It was almost like it was worked out as to like where the line would peak. Right. I mean, if that's a coincidence, then then it's a major coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences I, and I don't believe in the Tory party. So I I, I wouldn't put anything past these people. Um, but getting back to my point, it's too late now to, to say what we should have done and when we should have locked down and how we should have handled it. And should we have closed? Should we have stopped people from China traveling at all and locked them into their own country? Should we have stopped taking Chinese, um, Chinese travelers as soon as this broke out worldwide? Right. But uh, it's all too late, and it is what it is. And I think at this point, it can only we can only withstand two or three more weeks. Everybody can. The hospitals, as you said, are ready to go broke. Everybody's businesses, like, are ready to go broke. Um, people are getting frustrated with having no sport and stuff. Like, people are already here burning down like five G towers because conspiracy theories are like running wild as well. And yeah, it's just like i mean my 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 conspiracy theory the biggest one that i sort of subscribe to is that i don't want bill gates involved in anything and that he's a big beneficiary of of this entire thing
0: but how is he a beneficiary of this tell me because i i don't understand what you mean why first of all why do you think bill gates is such a bad guy and second of all what could he possibly gain from this
1: well, Bill Gates is it? Bill Gates is Bill Gates is already like linked to the Rothschilds and all these other people in terms of that. Um, he also benefits from this this vaccination uh, when when it and he's and he's involved in it. The thing is, if you look at the word, um, if you study the virus, you'll find that his name comes around all the time. He's the second largest funder of the World Health Organization. Um, he's built seven vaccine labs. Um, he's been involved in, with Fauci for a long time. Um, he controls, he controls a lot of, he just controls a lot of global, uh, global health policy. And yeah, um, but don't you think, but, but he's previously talked about vaccinations and he's talked about needing to reduce population and also using vaccines to track people. And this is the guy who's behind this.
0: But don't you think that he honestly might just want to help people? I mean, the guy's rich. He was the richest guy in the world. He spent his money on. I mean, what else? What does he have to gain? He already had everything. He retired from Microsoft because there was nothing else for him to gain. What else is there? What else is there to get when you have all the money?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a power thing at this point. I don't know, man. I mean, I I,
0: for the most part, I'm I'm pretty um. I'm pretty positive on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's done a lot of a lot of it's helped a lot of people in different ways. I mean, they've done a lot of research in malaria in Africa. They invented the waterless toilet for uh, countries where they don't have plumbing, so they can get rid of uh, you know their shit and piss properly. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that he's done that's helped a lot of people.
1: Apparently, so I don't know if this is a fact, but um, 47,000 children in Africa um, are permanently crippled and disabled sorry it's in india here uh which is a direct result of uh, bill gates experimenting with a polio vaccination polio vaccine.
0: polio was was the pol- polio vaccine was uh developed 70 years ago
1: yeah i'm just reading it here so let's this see is, what this is, this, is, this is the thing sometimes where you see a lot of this this stuff put out health medical industry news, pharmaceutical industry vaccines, 47,000 children crippled and prematurely, sorry, permanently disabled in India, a direct result of Bill Gates polio vaccine. I don't know how you get prematurely disabled.
0: (laughs) I was disabled prematurely. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't find anything about that. What website are you looking at on?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, thing i'll send it to you this is what i mean it's not some stuff he's not reputable yeah that's why i don't subscribe to it
0: all i mean i don't know dude I, I think that the reason why bill gates has stepped into this void is because the governments aren't doing anything about these this kind of shit and he's a rich guy Forty seven thousand children crippled i don't know pam vernon I don't know who Pan Vernon is. I mean, if you look at vaccines before mass vaccination, the uh, life expectancy was 35 years. That that doesn't mean most people live to be 35. That just means that a lot of people died as children. So, like most uh, most people who did survive childhood ended up living a full life. But there are a lot of people who died of childhood diseases like measles, rubella, whooping cough, uh, mumps all of these different tetanus, uh, all these different child, polio, all these different childhood diseases, vaccines came around. All those diseases were wiped out and children don't die anymore. You know, if you speak, if I speak to my grandmother, who's, uh, 90 years old, she tells me that a lot of her friends would just like, just die. Like kids would just die all the time. Just, Oh, what happened to Billy over the summer? Oh, he got polio and died. It's like, what? That's crazy. Um, That doesn't happen anymore. Vaccines have been a miracle for most of humanity. And I just don't understand the people who don't want to vaccinate. Is it they just I don't I just don't get it. I mean, do you get it? Do you understand what 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 the fear is? Because, I mean, I was vaccinated and I turned out fine. Is it the autism thing? I just don't get it. What autism thing? There's a rumor that vaccines cause autism. Right. I mean, do, are you afraid of vaccinating yourself again? I mean, I'm going to get this vaccine when it comes out. Yeah, I think it's just in particular the,
1: the, this particular this particular vaccine or the future vaccines have come about. Obviously, the history of vaccines in terms of what they've prevented you from, um, things are changing on them now. I think the flu one was the first one where people saying, well, what's actually in it in terms of, you know, what 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 are the side effects of other things here? And uh, I mean, there, there have been various vaccines that there was a one in Africa recently where it stopped women getting pregnant as well. Uh, I don't know who was behind that one, but I was reading up about that as well. Some sometimes you can almost overread and start to confuse who's responsible for what or whatever. But yeah. the general consensus is that Bill Gates is a big enemy here and and shouldn't be trusted Um, I think a lot of it arises from this whole uh, coronavirus test thing that he did Um, something 201 let me me see what it's exactly what did have you read about this or
0: no I haven't read about this at all this is all news to me
1: 201 event 201 event 201 let me look this up event 201 uh, the John Hopkins Center for Health, Security and Partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201, a high level pandemic exercise on October the 18th, 2019 in New York. This exercise illustrates areas where public private partnerships will be necessary during the response to severe pandemic in order to diminish large scale economic and social consequences. Yes, yeah, it's just weird.
0: But I mean, this just might show that he's a smart guy and he's t- he's plugged into what is going on. I mean, I, the State Department was worried about this lab releasing this uh, uh, virus as well in 2018. Well, not this particular virus, but viruses like it. Um, so you, so you, you trust a guy who ran a drill for a virus one month before the virus actually was released. Well, I just don't see what he gets. I mean, his his whole drill was on how to prevent it from happening. It's not like it's not like he's going to make money off this. He's the whole point of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is for him to spend his money. He doesn't make money off of it. I mean, there are there are other people who donate to it, but it's not his money. It's it's charity money. It's used to to he gives it away. The whole point of the company is to give the money away. So I don't I don't see what he possibly has to gain with this but i might be wrong i mean i'm not i don't know everything but i just don't see the logic as to what he has i mean he didn't he have that movie on netflix the pandemic movie that was what this is all about as well and that came out right before this happened
1: so um are you talking about contagion or are you talking
0: about just a, a, a proper documentary
1: maybe... yeah oh no called, i didn't see yeah no. it's
0: called pandemic and it was made by bill gates and it was basically about 1918 and how it's going to happen again. But uh, like this has happened many times in human history. We had the bubonic plague. We had the 1918 flu pandemic. We had SARS on a much lower scale and we had swine flu. There's another disease called MERS, which has been going around the Middle East, which is very similar to novel coronavirus, which has the same sort of symptoms that's been going on for about five years. So this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened. It's just this is the worst one in history as far as global spread. Uh, well, I guess 1918 was a lot worse. But um, I mean, the f- the
1: Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, um, the one that they hosted, the fictional emergence of a global pandemic killed their one. The fictional pandemic killed 65 million people. Right. Uh, called the Ventura One, a global pandemic exercise. It involves players from airlines, health authorities, media, banks, national security agencies put under pandemic stress tests to reveal unresolved and controversial policy and economic issues. The players were from a diversity of countries, including China, Australia, Germany, and the United States. First of all, I don't even understand what this event is. Like, how do you do an event where you practice a pandemic? Like, I don't get what that event would even entail. Um like what did you what is it? You put people in a fucking movie set and <laughs> tell them to run around. I don't even understand what this event is. Yeah, I, I don't, don't either. A similar to pre- previous pres- it a, Is it a presentation or
0: no? It looks like they just have people from around to talk about what they would do in these kind of uh scenarios. Uh, they have videos of it. Yeah, there's highlight reels. Segment one. Oh yeah, it's a presentation. Three three three-hour videos. No, they have five three-hour videos.
1: It it does seem like he's he's going to be behind. He's planning a pandemic that's that's going to kill a lot more people, and this could just be his practice one.
0: I mean, if that's true, then he's the worst war. He's the worst criminal since Hitler, so or Stalin. But who knows? I mean, there's so this is such a crazy world we live in, dude, anything is possible. I just I always try to look at the least complicated answer to things. And in my experience, that's usually what the the answer is, like the least number of people involved with the least complex scenario is usually what happened. And a virus getting out of China and spreading around the world is something that's happened before in the past and it's something that will happen again most likely and the reason why it's most likely going to be china uh, is because they have the most number of people so if a new virus is going to come out it's going to come out in the place where most of the people live they have what three billion two billion people who live in the country that's where it's going to start because they have more people than any other country
1: yeah plus you know if 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 the things are if the viruses are com- coming from the kind of shit that they eat and sell and eat then that's not going to help either but i mean no one right, else Yeah. Has. But i mean that's that's the part that i'm struggling to understand in terms of the ingestion of these animals as opposed to them just in- existing like like what, what, what how does that work i mean you eat them and it particularly makes you sick and then you're more vulnerable to Spreading the virus when you're sick from whatever the bat gives you. That's what. That's the part. No, they're
0: getting. They're getting the virus from the bat.
1: So the bat, and that has to incur from actual ingestion of the bat. No,
0: no, it has to. It it occurs when you're near. So the, the problem with the market is not that they're eating these animals. It's that the animals are still alive when they buy them. So when we buy food in England or the United States, you don't go to the fucking supermarket and buy a chicken and then kill it when you get home. The chicken's already dead, right? At these mm-hmm. markets, all these animals are still alive. So you buy these animals alive and then you kill them when you get home. So whatever whatever diseases this animal has is still alive inside its body and you're being exposed to all different types of animals at these markets. So you're being exposed to and these viruses are jumping between different species. They're jumping from bats to pigs to birds to snakes to all over the place. And it's just it's just a it's a it's a it's a melting pot, for lack of a better word, for all these diseases to kind of mix together and, and mutate. That's the fundamental difference between our food supply. When we buy food, they don't when you get a chicken, dude, it didn't come from a farm where they had fucking snakes and bats and. And all these other crazy animals, porcupines and all these other crazy – it comes from a farm that just has chickens. So the chickens are all given antibiotics and they're all you know, grown in a relatively uh, sanitary measure, manner, where they're – I mean they're all in cages and they're all shitting on each other. But they're, none of them have any diseases because they're all given all drugs and antibiotics and hormones and stuff to keep them healthy. And then they're killed and sent to your house already dead. So whatever diseases they already had are, are not alive anymore because the animal's been dead for three days. So that's that's the difference.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's then sort of answers the question in terms of it's not down to the ingestion. Then it's just basically down to being around the fucking bat in the first yeah. place.
0: Yeah, it's, and by the way, we, we shouldn't be, they're just, I mean, my mother in law is is Chinese from Wuhan. She grew up in Wuhan. And this was, these are her words exactly. She goes, and she said this in Chinese to my wife, who then told me. She said, these people are idiots. They shouldn't, they're just certain animals you just don't eat. You just don't eat certain animals. You just, you know, you, and you don't, you, you eat chickens and cows and pigs.
1: You know it's funny. I it was looking through a a children's book that Austin had, a Ripley's book, yeah, um, from two thousand fifteen, I think, and it just had it was talking about different countries, and it just had China in there, and it had the dog, and in the children's book, it actually had the dogs like hung up on the yeah. um, in the market, like in terms of how they sell the dogs, just completely, just just there, like on the, on pegs, just hung out to to sell. It's completely legal and completely normal.
0: Uh, yeah, and I mean, for certain certain parts of Asia, the problem is though, dude, is that this is a country that was not a civilized country one generation ago. When my mother in law grew up in China, they 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 you know they had dirt floor. They, it was not a, a developed country. It was a it was a was basically the same way China had been for a thousand years, t- two thousand years. And they've, you know, quickly modernized and quickly come into the modern world and their uh, population has exploded and they're still adjusting to that. They're still figuring out how to feed all these people in a sanitary manner. And and they're learning about the way modern countries operate. And it's going to these are the kind of growing pains that a country goes through as it as it develops. So, you know, it's this stuff will start to disappear in the next, you know, 25, 30 years, but it takes a long time for these old habits to to disappear. And these these are, they, they got to feed a lot of people in that country. And this is one way, I watched the whole thing on the news about how this is, this feed, a lot of people get their food from these type of markets. And this is the kind of thing they do. And because the country is so large, it's hard to keep food fresh. And it's hard to know which foods are i come from reputable sources because the government doesn't have as much regulation and they're not able to keep an eye on it because they're just so big and it's just it's going to take time but it's it's crazy over there plus they're an authoritarian totalitarian government who doesn't share anything and they're totally corrupt so that doesn't help things either
1: what do you do you think the images of like the the bats and things in particular that have been have been used to sensationalize it and it can actually come from just any animal less sort of a less traumatic or, or more visually predominant animal than that. It can just come from anything on the market. I
0: and- think, I, I think, I think there's two things to say about that. I think, yes, they are sensationalizing it because there are a lot of people that they, they're, you got to look at the motives of the person who's putting this stuff up. So it's going to rile up a certain, type of person in England and the United States and in Western countries showing that kind of thing. That's the same reason they show the pictures of the dogs. Very few people. I mean, my my wife's family doesn't know anybody that ate dog, you know, but there's a, it's a very small population of people in China that do that. But that upsets Westerners because we use dogs as pets, as they do in China. A lot of people have pet dogs in China, too. Um, but that there's a certain amount that's done to sensationalize but this virus did most certainly come from bats because it's 97% from, uh, similar to a coronavirus in bats that we've known about for decades so they know that it mutated from that virus and jumped the species barrier but you know if you're in a market like that and you have all these animals next to each other then other viruses can come up too swine flu that's a, a flu that jumped from pigs into humans and that I mean, we eat pigs over here. Speaking of which, there's a farm in um, the Midwest. I forget which state where 300 of their farm workers all tested positive for coronavirus, and now the nation that's they process like 50% of the nation's pork. So now, like the pork supply in the United States is, has a shortage in it. So um, I, I just wanted to throw that in there. But these these kind of things can come from any animal. The, what you need to do is you need to make sure that your your food supply is sanitary. And we don't, we fuck this up all the time too. Think about all the times, think about, uh, mad cow disease or when E. coli outbreaks happen in the United States. You know, we, we try to keep things as, as sanitary as possible. We have the food and drug administration and the department of agriculture, but you know, farming's a, a, a fundamentally dirty business and food is fundamentally dirty until you cook it. So these are just things that happen when you try to feed a planet with six billion people on it.
1: Seven, eh?
0: I don't know. Seven, eight. I don't know how many fucking people there are.
1: I think somewhere between seven and eight, and yeah. growing as well, uh, growing and growing until uh, Bill Gates comes in and <laughs> and saves it by, by killing a bunch of people.
0: Well, last person who tried that's name was Adolf, and things didn't turn out so well for him. So.
1: That's the thing. Like maybe this is like part of a big agreement that he made when Microsoft took off anyway in terms of, okay, so you'll get this now, but then we want this on the way
0: out. So, <laughs> you know, I think, I think the whole tracking thing, I mean, that's crazy to me because we all carry phones that track us anyway. Like they don't, need oh, I to- don't care. I don't give a shit about being tracked. There's nowhere I'm going. I'm not supposed to be. So, I know, but like people are all afraid of getting this vaccine that's gonna track them. We're fucking getting tracked already. Like these these companies are already tracking us. Bill Gates, if he wanted to, could find out where everybody is right now. That's not that's not the issue. The whole vaccine thing being tracked, though, I think that you do you remember the X Files? Wasn't that a storyline on the X Files where they were all getting vaccines and they were tracking people? They were gonna do like a mass extinction event with it. I feel like that's where that came from. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that my, my main concern is not
1: the tracking either. My concern is there'll be something in the in the vaccine that people will be receptive to um, if they choose to release it. So, for example, um, something in the vaccine that will be able to, I don't know, so they can release it. So th- there could be something in the vaccine that they can release and all of a sudden it could cause impotency. Right. Uh, because that would be a way to reduce to produce population without killing people right. at the same time if you if you destroy people's uh, libido and you know that that could be the way to to do it like well, something something more realistic like that
0: well i mean don't I, I think mcdonald's is doing a good enough job of making people fat and unable to have sex i mean uh th- don't forget, the United States, the population is de- decreasing. We're not growing in population. We're having more people are dying than are being born. And that's the way it is a lot in a lot of Europe. So the real population growth is only happening in in Asia and, you know, South America and, and places like that. So either way, you and I don't have much to worry about. Yeah, we're supposed to be like adding,
1: according to this graph I'm looking at, 60 million People a year goes up by.
0: That's crazy. Is that right? Sixty yeah. million people a year. Now maybe nature is just getting getting back at us. I mean, global warming and everything. I, I saw a whole thing. The air pollution. The air pollution is the lowest rate it's been in New York for like two hundred years. Like, there's no air pollution right now. It's the cleanest air we've had since the invention of the factory. So, I don't know. Yeah, apparently,
1: yeah. So the first quarter of the year, first quarter of the year, yeah, fifteen million more people have been born than than deaths at the moment.
0: Well, we're running out of space, Billy. Well, you got a lot of space in this country. The whole middle of the country is empty. So,
1: I actually I want to live to see what happens next. So, hopefully, there's nothing seriously wrong with me. And then,
0: yeah, wouldn't be that wrong. be crazy if you if you survived coronavirus but had like some other major disorder?
1: Which, I don't think it, I don't think it would be funny. But
0: no, I don't. I'd say it would be crazy. It would be ironic.
1: Yeah, I don't see. I don't know if it'd be ironic either because I'm I'm not really. <laughs> I, I'm not really. A, I don't really think the coronavirus is a big pandemic where if you don't get it, it's a big, if you, if you manage to avoid getting it, it's a big stroke of luck. Um, I, I, I would rather have coronavirus than, than what I'm going through. I I'd rather, but by have... the way,
0: Billy, I don't think you, there's anything seriously wrong with you. Let me just preface it that way. It would be really like, not cool if there was something really wrong with you, but I don't think, I think you just have like a bunch of differing symptoms that, are all happening at the same time that make you think it's something worse
1: yeah well that's what that would do um because obviously you try every time you're sick you try to link everything together right um but obviously if your immune system's down or you're stressed or whatever like they keep telling me i am then it'll then you're susceptible to everything uh right. like all kinds of aches and pains i mean just even sometimes like during this time i feel like my knee hurts or i got or my lower back hurts or or whatever so I mean, there is something to that in terms of you cannot link everything. That's maybe right. it's just, maybe we're just getting old, man. You said that to me the other day. I do know, because I don't, because Cav's older than us, and he doesn't really moan about anything going wrong with him.
0: Yeah, that's he, true.
1: He seems like he's going to live a long time with, like, no kids or responsibilities or anything.
0: Yeah, well, this fucking guy walks, like, 20 miles a day like an old man. Maybe that's the secret
1: i walked I, I i walked at least 10 miles today really i just walked around i just like felt like part of why i was sick was because i was inside too much and i decided to just distract myself and just walk around like a lot yeah i played like, I, some,
0: walk... I played some baseball with my wife today
1: can she can she play baseball now where do, what do you where do you put the baby
0: we uh my mother-in-law had him in the carriage he was Oh, i keep
1: forgetting that she's
0: there yeah so how's that how's that uh yeah we could do a whole show on that we i mean we we could we could record and put it on tv i think because she doesn't speak i mean she understands english and speaks a little bit but she doesn't really speak that much and like she's kind of nuts and i'm kind of nuts and my wife is kind of nuts and the whole thing is, is the, just like, wait. Is the, is the dad there as well? Or is he not there? No, he's he's in he's at his house in in uh, South Jersey, so he's not missing the mom at all. I mean, I think he is missing her, like, but like she went home for one day and was just like, "Fuck this, I'd rather be with the baby," and came back. He's still working, so. Mm.
1: Yeah, we should do something about that. Um... But, yeah, I mean, the idea was initially for me to do more of these shows. But, obviously, we've done, like, a long one now to sort of compensate. But I'm sick, so, like, I'm just trying to do essential shows. It's like a key word of uh, this whole, like, pandemic is what is and what isn't essential. Or, apparently, you can just buy yourself an essential tag for a certain (laughs) price. I was saying to you earlier, like, I would actually, like, consider purchasing – um essential um medical treatment like like making myself uh, an essential priority right sometimes i wish like we had a system here where you could like throw money at it but i mean it seems like certain people um involved with the government or celebrities are getting tests that the symptoms don't warrant and that's obviously happening and i don't
0: know how it's happening but it's definitely happening hey man money talks dude <laughs> You got to look at them where, wherever the money is. That's where is always follow the money, man. Uh, These guys have money
1: from, and power. Aside from the, the shit that I want to be tested for and find out about at the moment, I wonder the biggest paranoia is going to be about Corona. So I wonder how much you could sell a black market like coronavirus test for to somebody who's to someone who's really concerned.
0: I'm sure a lot. I mean, well, over here, though, it's not been as hard to get a test as it used to be. So, you can pretty easily get a test now. Well, they're pressing him on that. That's
1: why. Like, because they were constantly, and he's always like deflecting in terms of going, uh, what was the last thing I saw him saying? Oh, I don't give the tests, and I don't, I'm not, the tests are nothing to do with me. He goes, this. right. And he was, he was being really psychic with this woman. He was going, uh, there's these little things. There's these little states, and every little state has governors. He goes, We have these things called states, and they have these things called governors, and they're in charge of the test. He goes, We're not doing the test here in the White House, and we're not like walking down the streets giving the tests. I mean, what some of the deck. stuff he said has been some of the stuff he said has been relatively funny, but like obviously in this serious like situation, it's not. But he does seem to be the only thing I'll say about to finish off like and give him credit for if there is if you do give him credit for it or not he does seem to be seen every day to be like speaking out i mean he talks complete nonsense he talks, I mean, yeah one, i mean one of the things he even said um is that um here's i was reading that now I, i'm not a doctor but i'm a common sense person um <laughs> giving his medical, he keep, constantly keeps giving his medical opinions like he said um What was it? I I sent it the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, This is a. It's a really smart virus. It's a really tough opponent. We haven't
0: even got. We haven't discovered an antibiotic that can keep up with it. Yeah, there's no such thing as viruses that take antibiotics,
1: right?
0: Oh man. Well, I got to tell you, he is. I mean, this he's loving it though. He gets to do the Donald Trump show for two hours a day every day you know that's the thing
1: at least he's out there every day like some some leaders are like have just completely disappeared but he's become like the face of the virus like his his videos are like shared everywhere like you cannot scroll through any social media and not see his face within a
0: minute
1: right 100% you'll see his face or his even a video of his interview or whatever he said today are so, they
0: playing are they playing his his uh, news con- conferences over there yeah Really? Every day? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we'd play our own guy, but he's pretending
1: to be sick. So, to to I mean, that's what maybe what Trump should do, just shut up for a few days and maybe turn this situation around and get some sympathy for himself. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised he hasn't done that. And maybe that's because he just downplayed it so much. He's the opposite situation where, even if he did have it, he'd have to just pretend he didn't.
0: Right. Are they, I mean, um, he's
1: even he's even falling out with uh, India over this. Um, he made some threat to them, saying well,
0: yeah, uh, India India doesn't want to give us the drug, hydrochloroquine.
1: They're the yeah, ones to make it. Didn't yeah hydrochloric? And did, didn't he say something about um,
0: we'll we'll will we'll retaliate? Yeah, who knows? I'm sure he did. I can't keep up with this. Are they playing Cuomo over there at all? No. We, no. we
1: barely know who he is. I know, he's, I know who he is, but we don't see. I, I don't know what he looks like.
0: Right, okay.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, is there All anything right. else to
1: say? No, no. We kind of caught up, I think.
0: All right, so thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of The Man Show. Uh, I have been Nick from New Jersey, and you are Billy Body. And when will we be back, Billy?
1: Uh... I think I'll be back soon. I think Cav wanted to do the show this week. So this is kind of last week's one. So I think right. we may be doing one round right about Thursday, Friday, and then I'll like touch base with Nick again. We can get the Mothering Law stories. Um, I, wanted, I I may even do one with Umar to see how he's planning to rejuvenate his YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about it on here. But yeah, I mean, i'll be doing a few of these. i wanted to do one like honestly wanted to do one every three or four days while this isolation was on but it's like set so, like my conditions have been so up and down like i'm all right now like i can do like i've done three podcasts in the last three days with one here
0: yeah
1: that's That'd been be- more manageable than breathing problems or like pounding headaches or whatever so
0: yeah well it, we can, it can only go up from here right billy Uh, That's what I thought when I had coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and you'll hear from us soon.